Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is a pleasant and chilly Friday afternoon, February 2nd, 2024. Today's the two-year anniversary of 2222. You remember that day? <laughs> I forgot about that. We're the Commanders. <laughs> two years ago today. Doug, what is it? Tonight, 8 p.m. right here at the Bethesda Theater. We've got a live event. We don't have tickets. It's too late. We sold this joint out. 106.7 The Fan, Team 980 up on stage this evening. But, uh, hey, I guess you could still come and, and try to, like, buy tickets from someone, and then they'll just go to dinner they can make a profit or something. I don't know how that works. I don't know either. I, I don't know how, how the exchanges might work here. I, you might be SOL this time. Maybe you show up and you, you just beg someone. And I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Can't be for sure. But we'll say hi to you when you get in the doors. We are sitting here broadcasting uh, as the doors open tonight on Grant and Danny. It is time for our Beltway Blitz covering the Commanders, the Wizards, and we start with the NFL. Our buddy Mike Jones of The Athletic to get things popping. Jonesy, the commander search didn't look great from the outside in. It landed on Dan Quinn. How should we feel? Um, well, it. I, I understand the kind of almost like, uh, I don't know, almost a little bit of a letdown uh, type of feeling. And I think that fans were expecting something fresh and new and more exciting than a retread coach. Uh, but everybody I talked to, I asked around the league, I sent out a text blast to coaches, front office people, and everybody says, hey, it's a smart hire. Uh, this is a guy who is, um, they say, no, it's very different than Ron Rivera. I even asked some people who used to work in Washington, said, oh, no, who were familiar with him, who said, no, way different uh, than Ron Rivera. Yes, he's a defensive guy. Yes, culture is a big thing to him, but he's a different guy. Also, uh, you know, he's going to put them in position to succeed. As far as his guys, they're always going to be well-prepared. This is what I've been told. And so, yes, it wasn't sexy. It wasn't exciting like a young offensive whiz like uh, Ben Johnson. But everybody I talk to around the league thinks that this is a strong leader and the guy that Washington needs. So, Mike, for me, the point I can't get past, and I'm, I'm sure, not even, not even that, I'm sure fans have already gotten sick of me saying this to a degree. The point I, I can't get past is there's no way around how it looks, right, that they right. ended up having to settle or it was a consolation prize. If they had jumped on Dan Quinn, you know, shortly after uh, the Dallas loses, get their second interview in the, in the week of the, you know, the 15th or the 22nd when all these other teams are making their hires and said, I know you guys had, were thinking about something else figuratively, but we love this guy. He blew us away. It would feel different to me than it does right now where they missed out on a couple prizes. Everyone else hired someone, and they said, we're both left at the end of the bar at 2.30 at night. Uh, you want to go home? That's how it feels. It definitely feels that way. Um, I don't know if we will ever know 
uh, for yeah. sure. I mean, did Adam Peters or you know other members of the ownership team did they want Dan Quinn? And did somebody, maybe Josh Harris, we don't know, say, hey, let's just do our due diligence. Let's make sure we give everybody ample time. Um, and we like all of these two or three guys and think they're very even. And let's take our time. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, I talked to a couple people who said, hey, I know it seems like it based on conversation and media reports, but uh, Ben Johnson was not a slam dunk. I asked several people if they were surprised when he decided he was going to stay. And some people said, no, not surprised, surprised by the timing of it, that he waited till they were in the air to come that way to, to pull out, but not surprised. So we're putting bits and pieces and trying to connect dots and things like that. And they're going to put a spin on it. Oh, we loved him all along. He was our guy. We were doing due diligence. I don't know if we'll ever know the truth, but it sure does feel like you were, like you said, you know, left there at the bar and decided, hey, let's let's go give this a go. Mike Jones of The Athletic. Mike, what do you think the Bears are going to do at number one? Really good question, and everybody asks. Nobody really knows. They have options because of the fact that, okay, you could trade down. You could get in a weapon uh, right there at number one for Justin Fields, or you could take another quarterback. Um, uh, you know, you think Caleb Williams there. And – we just don't know the fact that they changed offensive coordinators. I've talked to some people who feel like, Hey, well, that to me makes it feel like Matt Eberflus is saying, Hey, let's try to find a better guy for Justin Fields. But I've heard other people say, ah, to me, I feel things that they're going to just totally start fresh 100%. So nobody really knows. I don't know if the bears even know right now. I think that they're probably going to, you know, entertain all of their options, see what kind of offers they get. Um, and decide, but you know that is going to hang over us. It's going to take forever for April to get here for us to find out what they're going to do. Super Bowl wise, early lean. What are you thinking? I my my brain says don't bet against Mahomes. He and Andy Reid are going to find a way. They've been there before. Experience has been a big factor in these playoffs. The other part of me feels like. Uh, Given another crack, Kyle Shanahan's going to find a way to get this thing done. Obviously, offensive weapons-wise, the 49ers have more. That defense of the Chiefs, it's funny how they've evolved from being this team that's got to score 30-something points to win games to now being a really nasty defense, and then Mahomes and them just finding a, a way to do just enough to win. Um, I think it's going to be a really good chess match. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other. I keep talking my – out of one uh, and the other going back and forth. What will next weekend do for the Brock Purdy discourse? Well, if he wins, then it will be like, oh, hey, this guy, you know, if he wins and it's not, you know, game manager, uh, they win in spite of mistakes made by him. Um, if he actually goes out there and plays like he did against Detroit, then it's like, okay, this guy is definitely um, more of a player, an actual playmaker, a guy who could you can really win with, not win in spite of. If he goes out there and struggles, then all of the people, the Cam Newtons, uh, will say, hey, told you, game manager, not a playmaker. Uh, and, you know, so there's a lot of pressure riding on him for his sake. Hopefully he can just continue to do what he's done, play within the system, take what the defense gives to him, scramble when he needs to, make some throws here and there, big throws. 
uh, and not play outside of himself because when you start trying to force things is when things fall apart for you. Mike, thank you as always, buddy. Talk soon. See you guys. Thanks. Have a good one. Hit that wizard sounder, please. Our pal Ava Wallace covers the Wizards. That's why she's on the Beltway Blitz to talk about the Wizards. Ava, let's look at the road ahead. The schedule, they're leveling up a difficulty here. Yeah, it's got an interesting matchup against the Heat tonight who won their most recent game, but before that hadn't won since January 15th, so I'm kind of interested to see the level they're at tonight. But, uh, yeah, the road only gets harder, and Marvin Bagley's out with a lower back contusion, so I'm wondering how that's going to affect the, uh, the rotation kind of down low. I'm excited because they did win two in a row, and they have won two out of three. But the wins were against the Pistons and the Spurs. So how should I feel about that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird quandary. You know, I, I passed Michael Winger, the president of Monumental Basketball, after that uh, Spurs game who yelled down the hallway at me, it's spelled S-T-R-E-A-K. So, you know, people, people were pretty excited about that <laughs> one. Um, I, I kind of wrote that in my story. Yeah, two of the worst teams in the NBA, but they are two teams that the Wizards had lost to before. Um, and the way I measured it is things felt a little bit different. Like they're playing defense a little bit differently. I thought Kyle Kuzma put it really, really well when we asked him about kind of the effects of the coaching change. And uh, more than anything, it was a wake-up call. So they're bringing a different energy these days, and I'm wondering uh, how long it's going to last. So a couple guys on the injury report here that I guess folks were sick of something going through the locker room and also Marvin Bagley was, was banged up. What do we know about those guys? Yeah, not just the locker room. We had, we had two members of, of Press Row down with flu-like Oof. symptoms earlier this week too. So something's definitely going around, but it looks like Jordan Poole uh, and Landry Shamit should be available to play tonight. And uh, Shamit, you know, for kind of as quiet of a season he's had, big picture is, is really important to that second rotation and kind of making sure that they play crisp offense. And, of course, Jordan Poole is eager to show people uh, just how seriously he's taking the coaching change too. I, I asked him about that in San Antonio, you know, how, how big of a deal with that and how much you could feel it around the locker room. And he said heavily. So I was interested to hear that. Hmm. Have you noticed differences? I have noticed differences in that it's become clearer to me that people in the locker room were happy with the change, that something needed to change, um, that guys are saying that they're more bought in, the way they're approaching rebounds are different. They're, they are installing, in the middle of installing, a pretty different defense from what Wes Unsell Jr. was playing. So, um, of course, they're not you know, not able to make that change all at once, and that's coming slowly and steadily. But they are doing different things schematically. And, and you know, with the trade deadline coming up in a week, it'll be interesting to see how, how quickly they can get guys on board. Yeah, they've gone with the some defense strategy over none. It's just like it's a huge right. adjustment there. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is the thing. I, I like seeing teams like the Clippers, who have been a buzzsaw over the last couple of months, come into town, a, a nice little measuring stick. You know, going back and forth with them, I think, is good for young guys like Bilal Kolobala to see. No, no, it's not just, you know, you're beating up Jeremy Sohan. That's cute. But now right. we see some of these real adults that are championship contenders. I think that's good for the young man. It's also good for them to see that, you know, really good teams will make you absolutely pay for things like turnovers, like little things the Wizards have been doing all year where they've been kind of sliding by and then turnovers turn into the, well, it was the rebounding problem where the ball started sticking. But really, it was just the Clippers really capitalized on a little dip in focus in the third quarter. Things got a little sloppy. And they had something like six turnovers in the quarter, but the Clippers absolutely shoved it back in their face. And it was a, I think it was a good lesson, like you said. Ava, thank you. Good chatting. Thanks, guys. We'll catch up soon. Let's keep the blitz moving. Michael Phillips, you hear him on our Odyssey station in Richmond.
and he writes in the Washington Times. Michael, your thought on the last week here of this coaching search that landed with Dan Quinn as the head man. I mean, my thought is it's a blitz with Mike Jones, Grant Paulson, and Michael Phillips is basically 2013 and Ashburn all over again. This is pretty exciting. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Uh, I know, exactly. Uh, look, I'm underwhelmed by Dan Quinn. Uh, I am willing to give the new regime the benefit of the doubt. I, the thing I've been saying is, most important thing is Dan Snyder's gone and there's new ownership. Number two most important thing is drafting the right quarterback and, and pairing him with a good offensive coordinator. All of those things are still possible, still in play. Uh, no matter how underwhelmed I am, they can still get a great quarterback at number two. They can still get a great offensive coordinator. Now, field's a little bit picked over. I'm sure we'll dive into it. I am a Chip Kelly guy. I know some people aren't, uh, but I think that's a really important hire right now on deck. I'm a Chip Kelly, Kelly guy, too. What case should we be making for Chip Kelly to be the OC here? Chip Kelly, it, it literally changed the NFL. There, there's like 12 people who can say that, you know, over the past couple decades. You think about, like, Michael Vick coming in and changing the way the quarterback position was played, Kaepernick running the Wildcats. Chip Kelly changed the way NFL offenses work, and a lot of those concepts are still fully in play throughout the league. Uh, there were a lot of things Chip Kelly did not do well, and those are well-documented in a lot of places. But one thing that guy could do was take a piece of paper, write a play on it, and that play was going to get you 10 yards and a first down in a football game. I like that. What's your level of confidence as a percentage that the commanders draft a quarterback when they're on the clock at number two? Um, I think to me, you're just asking what's the percentage that they turn in the card when they're on the clock. It, it, exactly, it, exactly. Yeah, it, it's complete malpractice. I, I don't. I'd spare me that Marvin Harrison's a future Hall of Famer. That that, that you know Joe Alt's a, a great offensive lineman. People used to wear pig noses here, so they need to take an offensive lineman. No, if you turn in the card at number two, you pick a quarterback or you trade out of the pick. And I am I am fine with the trade out if if that's what Adam Peters feels. I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt here. Uh, with that, if he wants to make a move, if he doesn't fall in love with any of these guys. That said, I think he understands. And, and you know, some people say, like, they, the Niners missed on Trey Lance, so, so he learned from that. I think what he learned from that was when you have a chance to be top five, you take it because you might not ever be there again. If Adam Peters does this correctly, they're never going to be turning in a top five card again. I think you got to take the chance and pick a quarterback. That's not a number, Grant. None of that was a number, but I think they're going to take a quarterback. We, both, we all do. All three of us do. I, I, I'm forcing myself here, Miguel, to be open to the possibility that they might not because simply because that keeps happening. You know what I mean? When I'm counting on something, then it doesn't occur. <laughs> I, I basically have to confront the idea that Adam Peters doesn't come in with decades of baggage uh, that I have, that he's, he's not as quarterback starved as I am. Every second of our franchise uh, QB is you know, it's like poison to me. He, he's not, with the, not stuck with the same bile. If they don't do that at two, What's the most likely scenario you could see them executing? Well, it's a trade down for sure. If they don't do that at two, I will ask on the air, on your program, if you guys invite me anywhere, anybody wants to give me a microphone, are they tanking? Are they running the process, right? If they trade out, I don't think they're trading for more picks this year. I think they're trading for picks in 25 and 26 and down the line. And then you ask, is this whole thing a process that they're running to do that? I don't think they are. I think they're going to take a quarterback. But if they don't, that's the very first question I'll ask. Michael, thank you, buddy. We appreciate you. Hey, have a great show tonight. It sounds exciting. Thank it's you, It's going to be really, really fun. We are fired up. We're actually here already. Bethesda Theater tonight. Doors at about 6. I think people are going to start streaming in here a little after 8, and we're going to get the show rolling soon thereafter. That is your Beltway Blitz. 
There's all kinds of football to talk, and we uh-huh. will talk it. Yeah. That's what we do. We, mm-hmm. we talk pigskin. We do, yeah. I would like to talk a little baseball for a moment, if everyone doesn't mind. I'm so jealous of what's going on with the Orioles. It's unbelievable. We're not going to talk about, like, a, a, a pitching decision, and we're not talking about, like, a, a the sixth inning, uh, having a hit and run called. This is bigger picture stuff, people. The Orioles. Stay with us. Sold. They sold. The Nationals were the team that was supposed to be selling. And one of the guys that was going to buy it. The, the Orioles immediately made a splash acquisition. That small market birds club that looks amazing, built for a World Series, yep. for arguably the best pitcher in the sport last yep. night. Yep. I'm just so jealous. I want that. We'll get into that next on Grant and Danny. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Nice every now and then to change the location of the show out of our half street studios over here in Bethesda, Maryland. Now, I haven't told anybody I'm a Virginian because we found out a few weeks ago. Remember, Marylanders hate Virginians. We didn't know this. We didn't didn't know the extent. We do now. Now we do. So I'm not going to let anybody know. I'm going to pretend like I'm a Marylander. If anybody asks, I'm going to say I'm from Maryland. Be like, uh, folks, I was born in Maryland, folks. Folks, come actually, on. Sneaky? I was. I was born in Olney. I was. I was too. Were you? Baltimore. In Olney? No, Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they I, do. Shut lived, up, Danny. We're doing a show. I lived in Olney for like three months. Then we moved to King George County. Lived mm-hmm. there for the rest of my life. I was born in Baltimore. Uh, my folks lived there for a couple of months. I think there was like a, 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 a mugging that they were involved in. You're doing a bit. I'm not. Uh, and there was like, you know, we should probably move. And that was the end of the Baltimore time. Did he bounce? Speaking of Baltimore, Mm -hmm. birds baseball. The Orioles last night traded for Corbin Burns. The 2021 Cy Young Award winner. Guy that perennially is one of the top vote getters in the Cy Young balloting that's done in the National League. He's been pitching with the Milwaukee Brewers. Arguably the best pitcher in the game. Certainly one of the top five. They only gave up one of their top ten prospects, who's good, but in their system is utterly replaceable. One of the guys. It's a great system, and he's just kind of one of the guys that they've got in Joey Ortiz. And on top of that, D.L. Hall, who's a nasty lefty, probably going to end up in the bullpen, you know, pitching 
vital innings for Milwaukee, but you could stretch him out, try to start him. I just don't think he throws enough strikes. But they got an arm that's going to help him in Milwaukee in D.L. Hall. They got a, probably an everyday player, I would think, ultimately, in Joey Ortiz and the 34th overall pick, which he didn't used to be able to trade, but now you can trade some of the compensation picks. Uh, you, you can't actually trade normal draft picks in the baseball draft, so this is pretty historical. But I bring all that up to say Corbin Burns to Baltimore. Within 48 hours of Orioles fans finding out that the Angelos family is selling the team. It's not going to be overnight and imminent. We know how this goes. But they are selling the team. And I don't think it's a coincidence, Danny, that you find out you got new owners coming in here. Unlike the Angeloses who refuse to spend money, immediately they go out now and Mike Elias, who runs that front office, who's, I think, one of the best executives in all of sports, says – all right, we might have a chance to actually sign this guy. Let's bring in Burns. So he's got one year left. They'll try to get a deal done with him. The Brewers weren't going to be able to, and they just added him to the front of the rotation with Grayson Rodriguez, For a Kyle Bradish, 100-win team. They are rolling. And as a Nats fan, I grew up a diehard Orioles fan all my life. I'm sitting here, Danny, and I am so jealous. It, it, I'm seething. It, it, this is not a good look on me. No. I'm so jealous about what the Orioles have going. It's hard not to because, as you said, I don't know what I don't know here. Maybe this deal with Corbin Burns and the Milwaukee Brewers was in the works, and it's just coincidental that David Rubenstein and company are going to take over as the controlling ownership group, even though they won't own the majority of the team, it sounds like, for a little while. Uh, not to be flippant about it, but the way, that it was, the way I was reading, it sounds like if and when – Peter Angelos ultimately passes, then team control will ultimately shift, and Rubenstein will have the ability to then buy the majority shareholders. But don't you think they're going to have an infusion of cash now? Oh, 100%. But it, and, and John Angelos is staying on it as a senior advisor for a while. Again, it's, it's all a little bit convoluted. But right now, David Rubenstein wasn't, and now he is, the controlling guy. He's the guy that's going to the, the owners' meetings, et cetera, as the face of the Orioles. It's real hard for me to believe that it's a coincidence. That it happened. Well, I don't think it is. Think, I, th- I think the point is, yes, pull the trigger on this. Watch what we're about to do. Think about this. It's been two off seasons where this team, chock full of the game's best prospects, on the verge of being a powerhouse, has had all the toys that they want to play with that they could send off, pick any two of them out of your system that aren't your blue chippers, and you can get one of the best available arms, and they haven't done it. All off season, go get Dylan Cease. Go get Corbin Burns. Make a trade. Add a starter. It has not happened. And week has passed after week has passed. They've been idle. All last offseason, they basically did very little. All this offseason. And then as soon as the announcement comes out two days ago that they're actually being sold, now they make the splash move. It's it's just, you're right. I mean, that would be one incredible coincidence. The largest coincidence in the history of coincidences. I'm going to connect a couple of dots here. But we could break down the Orioles if we wanted to. There's a radio station that does that uh, up in Battimore, uh, 105.7. We're a different number. We're a different station. I'm more thinking about this from the perspective of the Nationals. That was supposed to be my announcement. You know, I was supposed to be. Has it been two years since we found out the learners were trying to sell? Close to it, if not to the month. It just feels like this team is being held hostage. There is no spending of money. And I'm a huge Mike Rizzo believer. Proof's in the pudding, man. They won a World Series in 19. They were one of the great teams in the National League in all of baseball in the regular season for the better part of a decade. That They built 90-plus win teams that should have had a lot more playoff success than they did. Some quirky things happened, whether it was bad management or bad luck. They didn't get out of the division series for the most part. But 
We've seen him build this thing. I know if you give him the resources, he can build you another champion. But here we're sitting in another offseason where every month, basically, they add some fringe major leaguer. The big move has been Joey Gallo, who we had on the show earlier this week. And by the way, Gallo was a 10 out of 10. He was great. He was so good with us. So grab that podcast if you missed it. But that's been the splash move. They went and got a former top five pick who's been a huge disappointment, who's probably not going to be an everyday player all year, and Nick Senzel, former star at Tennessee, who's been you know just an okay tweener, infielder, outfielder with the Reds. They went and got Richard Blyer, reliever yesterday, and gave him a minor league deal. It's been multiple years of this, and I get it, Nats fans. Like, the, the kids are coming. James Wood's going to graduate. He'll be in the show this year. Dylan Cruz will be in the big leagues. But it is just so hard when right up the road, maybe it's specific to me because that's the team that I grew up loving and adoring, and you just kind of look. It's almost like the ex-girlfriend now for yeah. me. But I, if you're a Nats fan, you've got to be jealous. It's, it's just it is hard to stomach the last couple of years while the neighbor constantly having a blast. They just got people coming to their house. They're having parties. They got great cars. Their yard looks better. It's really annoying. Well, they're intrinsically linked. It's not crazy. If, we if you and I were sitting here going, can you believe what the Dodgers get to do and we don't? Okay, that's different. They share the same crappy TV deal that the Orioles gets the slightly better end of, but it's only slightly. You know what I mean? Like, they, they are linked in the sense that they've never done a deal with each other. They don't like each other historically with the ownership groups, understandable. But you're watching one team that went from we're up for sale, it's going to change, to no, we're not because we can't get the price we want pretty much, to, well, we can't really do anything until Strasburg and Corbin are off the books, but mostly Strasburg. There's another three years of it. By the way, their sale was the Guardians kind of like changing their name, where it just happened one day. Yep. Now think about the difference. And, and I guess I was thinking about this driving the other day. I'm like, well, I guess I know the difference now between, you know, $1.7 billion or whatever it was and $6 billion. The difference is seven months of lawyers, essentially. Because you think about the commander sale, and I know football's a bigger deal. And the NFL's just a king snake. But the, the difference in the coverage and the starts and the stops and the bidding war and everything that was happening with the commanders and the Orioles, it's not like there haven't been rumblings over the last couple of years. The Angeloses could sell. There was a time where people were like, they may move to Nashville. There's been all kinds of weird reporting. But basically – one day out of nowhere, our guy John Oran, who was at SBJ for a long, long time, mm -hmm. he's now at Puck, Puck News. News. He just drops a bombshell, and he's like, uh, hey, guys, the Orioles are selling. It's like, wait, I'm sorry. Oh, what? what? When Ryan got in my ear, I'm not doing a bit. Single most stunning thing that the producers have ever said to me during a show, and we were talking about, I think it was some breaking commander's news, so we weren't about to get into the Orioles, but it was one of those remember-where-you-are moments where I'm going, oh, my God. My entire childhood – I would go to bed just hoping one day Dan Snyder won't own the Commanders. They were the Redskins then. I, I probably wasn't saying Commanders. You didn't say Commanders. You wouldn't have said that bad name. And one day Peter Angelos won't own the Orioles. And if you're one of those crossover Venn diagram people, because there's a lot of them listening to us, I'm quite sure. We're in Bethesda. A lot of people around here are, are, are that guy. I think there are people in Northern Virginia still that are that guy. Mm -hmm. If you, We all have friends like that. Sure, sure you do. If you're a Redskins-Orioles fan or now Commanders-Orioles fan, what a time, man. You, yep. you, Dan Snyder. You earned it. You went through Peter it, dude. And Angelus yeah. are gone. And Corbin Burns is coming to town. And you got the number two pick. And you got Dan Quinn as your head coach. You lucky duck. But some of those are, are good. But, yeah, but the point is is 100%. Like it's, you're looking over the fence at your neighbor's yard going, man, that's a lot nicer than mine. 
I wish I could have some of those things. I wish I could have structures and hedges and bushes and a pool and a place to sit. Meanwhile, I'm supposed to be excited about fill in the blank. You know, like we're not that far removed when a down season, I'm using air quotes. Gesellman, that's who you're supposed to be excited about. A down season was 86 wins the year after they won 98 ballgames. That was a down year in Washington. Can you – I would – we're pining for that. That's 30 more wins over the course of a season than we're used to over these last couple of years. It feels more bound. It feels, you know, cash-strapped, helpless. It feels very Pittsburgh Pirates, very Kansas City Royals. Meanwhile, your neighbor with, frankly, not the marketplace that you have is – doubling up your win total, and just added one of the five best pitchers in baseball. Well, in fairness, I guess we have to mention that when the Nats were just feasting, I mean, they were just sitting at the table eating whatever they wanted. Yeah. The Orioles were longingly looking from a couple blocks away. I mean, that team was so bad, and it was a great design. It's why I believe, not solely this, but this is just another example, let teams do what they want to do and leave them alone. Mm -hmm. Like, tanking is so smart, especially in baseball, being mediocre is a waste of time. You should be bad as a means to be good. Get the high draft picks. Hit on those picks. Turn them into Jackson Holiday. Turn them into Colton Kowser, Adley Rutschman at 1-1. And the Orioles have. They've got the best system. Two years ago, Rutschman was the number one prospect in the sport. Last year, Gunnar Henderson was. He won the Rookie of the Year. This year, it's Holiday who's going to be awesome when he gets called up. And that's just scratching the surface of that system. And when they traded for Corbin Burns, they didn't really even dent the system. They gave up a replaceable spare part who wasn't going to play for them much this season. would be an extra piece unless there were a few injuries. The depth they've got is amazing, but I am very, very envious. And I guess I just wonder. We'll get back into Dan Quinn, the commanders, the NFL at the top of the hour, I promise. Quick little change-up here for you. What I wonder is, if you're a Nats fan, number one, we just want to take your temperature. Like, how are you feeling as you see the birds loading up after 100 wins? And where is your level of jealousy? But also, are you in a good place? Because this is going to be a bit of a fun season with the kids coming up. Is that enough to tide you over? Or are you still really frustrated with the fact that there's no money being spent, that there aren't exciting big leaguers coming in here other than Gallo, unless they do something else? It was kind of an off-season of hitting fast forward until you get James Wood and Dylan Cruz to, to help you sell some tickets. Yeah, you got the remote for, with Adam, Cl- Adam Sandler from Click, and we're just supposed to get through this. I mean, I understand this, not a, this shouldn't be a World Series contender right now. Very little they could do would make practical sense to make this group a 100-win team. I don't think that's what anybody's asking but for. This, like the payroll this year is going to make last year look funny. Yeah, you know, or, well, because $70 like, million of it is Strasburg and Corbin. True, and, and by the way, this, we haven't even mentioned Strasburg. They still haven't sorted that out. Oh, no. Lest we forget the end of last season where they come out, they're going to have a big event. and Are they retiring his jersey? Or are they not? There's a press conference. Then somehow it was like our fault. I don't know. <laughs> and then they're not doing it. And it uh, looks like Strasburg and the agent, Scott Boris, are mad at the team. And the team is kind of saying publicly, hey, we, we still like Steven. We'll see it's spring training. But that guy's never pitching He's again. He's never pitching again. We know that definitively now. Are they having a ceremony or are they not? Can you get them off the books or not? It certainly doesn't seem like it. But he and Corbin are, are the majority of their payroll yeah, at this Corbin point. makes 35-4 this year, Strasburg 35. 800-636-1067, you want to hop in. And we'll get back into the Commanders at 5 o'clock right here on The Fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. How you feeling? Just as a Nats fan, looking across the way to our neighbors and seeing their 101 wins last year and everything going on. Chris is in Hyattsville. Chris, you've probably been waiting weeks for a chance to talk some baseball. I have. I have. Thank you for uh, a, the change-up, as you uh, say. And it, I, I saw what you did there, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, any success the Orioles have is – infuriating to me. It's the proverbial salt in the wound. Uh, The the analogy I'd like to make is that the Orioles are Teddy KGB, and we're Matt Damon. You following me? I am, yeah. They're paying us back with our money. I pay you with your own money. That's what the Orioles... They they haven't even paid... By the way, that lawsuit or all that deal, they haven't paid a dime of what they're supposed to have in back pay of the Nationals yet. And who knows when they're going to. Every time they sign a free agent, they're doing so at least partially with national revenue from the Masson deal. The Masson arrangement is the most criminal exchange in sports except for, you know, NCAA college a- athletics. But it's the most criminal enterprise that's going on right now, and it makes me so angry. I wish them the worst. So he's not rooting for an so he, American let me write that down. He's not into championship it. series. Well, I mean, to me, I, I I don't know if I'm weird about this, but when I argued this years ago, and Orioles fans got furious at me. By the way, GP, but I argued that the Nationals started to get good was great for Baltimore, not because like they all of a sudden decided to now spend on Manny Machado or or, or something to that effect, but it it forced them to get their act together. After years and years and years of being more abound and the last place team in the AL East pretty much alternating with, with you know, one bottom feeder to the other, as the Nationals started to spend and kind of get going, it all of a sudden forced the Orioles to sort of do the same or lose even more of the market share. So I look at it that way, but I understand the, uh, Chris's point as yeah, well. Yeah, but by that logic then, the Orioles being exceptional right now is good for business for the Nats. And I've signed up for the rebuild, and I'm perfectly fine with it. I think they're executing it beautifully. The Soto deal was outstanding. I thought so at the time. They needed to do it. The best time to trade Soto's never. He wasn't going to sign. There was no extension coming. He was going to free agency with Scott Boris. You had to trade him and recoup as many assets as possible. They did. They rebooted the system. They'll be better for it. And they've done a really good job, it looks like, since at trying to stock this system with as many prospects as possible. But it doesn't change that when you see a deal for Corbin Burns or this, the sale of the team that you can't pull off, that they're getting all the things that I want. Tyler's in Woodbridge on G&D. What's up, Tyler? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good morning. Um, 
So I will I will say this. I'm I'm definitely jealous, but I'm 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 a Mariners fan. But I've lived in the area since 20, uh, 2010, so a lot of Nats games, Bulls games. I'm frustrated for you guys but mm. because I feel your pain. Our owners don't want to spend money, and it. our GM is all about this 54% crap where just win 54% of your games during the postseason and you have a chance. It's frustrating. It drives me insane, and I'm definitely jealous as a fan in general. Thanks, well, here's guys. what I'll say for you. Thank you for the call. Thanks, dude. Jerry Depoto's pretty good as well. You know, him and Rizzo are two of the executives that have had a lot of success in this era. And you got Julio Rodriguez locked up at a pretty egregiously impressive deal. He's never leaving. That's your Juan Soto. So you got your Soto. He's locked in. You build around him. And you've made some really good deals. You've, you've made some trades, and you've gone out. And you've gotten Luis Castillo was the most electric, best arm on the market. You've paid some money in the offseason. You don't sit things out. They're very active. They make a lot of trades. But I get your point where you're going, we're knocking on the door. We're close. Can we be more aggressive here? And they're relying, I think, a lot on their scouting and some yep. of the deals that they make rather than just throwing money at problems. Let's go to Fred Nanendale, home of the Adams. What's up, Fred? Fred is gone. Goodbye, Joe Fred. is in Reston, home of Reston. What's up, Joe? Ah. How's it going, guys? I really – Honestly, I think what I got to start by saying is nothing, nothing good lasts forever. So I, I'm, I don't care about the Orioles at all, to be honest with you. We were good for pretty much the better part of a decade, and we topped it off for the World Series when I, I don't care what's going on with the Orioles. I, I think that good for you. what's happening right now is, is perfect for us, and I think that I, I feel good about us rebuilding it, especially once we get out of the Strasburg and Corbin deals. Everything that is happening right now, it doesn't matter because we have a we have a, a a chip, and that's all that matters to me. My nerves. Thanks for the call. I hear you, Danny. My nerves are just. How sure are we that when it's time, ownership's going to spend again? That's. I think that's the central point here. That it, is my one anxiety because I think the prospects are in a good spot. They're yes. coming, but if it's next off season, you shouldn't go crazy, but. You should be supplementing with some big league talent. And the, then the next offseason, you should go big. How sure are we they're going to do that? I'm, I'm not. And, and the analogy I've used on, on a couple hits, and it hadn't been a ton of, of requests for you and I to go on national radio shows what or happened? places to talk about the Nationals. We used to do that all the time. Yeah, we were, we were pretty featured all, all over the place. But a couple times I have, they, they sort of said, you know, kind of what's the, what's the deal, kind of where are we? I said this in the previous buildup was the Jason Worth offseason. A group that was kind of coming together, a nice young core, Ryan Zimmerman, Jordan Zimmerman, uh, Ian Desmond was on the way, a couple guys that were, you know, nice young pieces. This is when they said they surprised baseball, and they went and got a guy that was going to make them, a, not a contender, but make them viewed as serious. No longer the Natinals, no longer a punchline, no longer there just to finish last. They weren't going to win anything special, but they jumped up and got to 81 and 81. That preceded the 98-win season that, you know, we all know how it ended. But that was the kickstart. That would have been on the clock around this offseason where you had a group that was competitive and was even decent at times with a couple different stretches, guys like C.J. Abrams coming into their own, uh, you would go out and make that splash that nobody saw coming to elevate you a little bit into that mid-70s, low-80s win total. Then you're ready to take your next step when the kids are sort of you know, feet wet in the bigs, ready to, you know, to, to ascend. That didn't happen, and I don't know that it's going to. He's Danny. I'm great. I want to acknowledge something weird that's happening. So Danny's sitting in a chair. I'm now standing directly behind and him. And he's rocking back and forth, and I can't figure out which side he's going to be on. School bus style. Literally directly, like, our shoulders are parallel, and I'm standing right behind Danny. 
Uh, I'm just standing up and dancing because I'm about to run to the little boys' room in yep. the break. But I've been here for about four minutes, yep. and I know it's weird. And you haven't acknowledged it, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, but we were sitting side by side and like looking at each other. I was trying to like make eye contact yeah. with you, and you keep swaying in the opposite direction. I know. I could have just turned one way, and if you just were there, we could have dealt with it. But, but you, we didn't. You keep like bobbing, and it's it's like you and me are doing like a boxing match in the middle of the ring. I'm gonna but run wait. down to the green room. Well, can we go through each individual player and their prognosis for the season and blow past our break? Here for the next no, handful of 10, have, 15 minutes? Why? Do you have somewhere to go? We have things that we have to do. It reminds me, I wanted to ask you. No, when you stop. were growing up. Next, though, I do want to do this. <laughs> yeah. First, we're going to give away Wizards tickets at the top of the hour. So, handful of minutes from now, we're giving away Wizards tickets. You better be listening. That's number one. Number two, there was a report about the commander's coaching search that came out yesterday that I think we have to address that I think people will want to hear. We'll get into that next on G&D. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.